0: How are the the jobs never all full at Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church? Okay. And so that, I just want to talk to you about that, that I got out of this book. So that that's coming from there. I want you to know that. And then I'll, I want to try to weave in kind of uh, what, what I think ministry ought to look like here at Lincoln. Okay. And we're going to do that uh, as quickly as we can. So let me, let me pray. Father, I thank you for, um, I thank you, Father, for, uh, for the word of God that changes lives, that uh, transforms our hearts, that convicts us of our sin, uh, that opens our eyes to see who Jesus is and, and His glory and his, his beauty and His power. Father, thank You for Your Word that uh, is sharper than any two-edged sword and that and pierces to the very depths of our soul. And God, I ask You, Father, to use Your Word tonight and, and to teach us, God, to, to speak it into the lives of other people. Father, I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now follow me here. The, the premise of this book, and let me just talk about it for just a second, is that uh, there's kind of two kinds of work that needs to be done in the church. There's trellis work and there's vine work, okay? Uh, you know what a trellis is, right? A trellis is the wooden thing that you build up so that your vine grows up. And you know, It's kind of the structure... That holds up the vine. Uh, Now, according to these two guys, kind of in their metaphor, the the trellis work would be things like programs in our church, okay? Uh, Team kid, uh, small group ministry, um, our worship service, our the way we organize, um, getting teachers and greeters and ushers and all of bus drivers and cooks and websites and bulletins and financial reports and all of those things that are kind of the structure, okay? of which our ministry climbs up on, all right? Now, the vine work is, is, is the prayerful work by which the power of the Holy Spirit transforms people through the Word of God, okay? So, those, those two types of works. Now, both those are necessary. The, the point of the book is not that one, you need one, you don't need the other. No, you need, you need both of those things. Uh, they're both essential, um, if if you don't have trellis work, then then really that's probably the more urgent it seems to be in our minds. Um, if if we come to church and this happens, sometimes we don't have a Sunday school teacher. You know what happens? People start scrambling, don't they? I mean that's, that's a serious deal. Uh, you don't want to leave you know, 10 first graders in a room by themselves, that's, that's bad. And so, you know, whenever the trellis starts to break down, everybody notices that. And then there's an immediate compulsion to fill that. And so a lot of times that's what we're focused on is the trellis work. You know, we need, we need bus drivers. You know, what, what happens when we only got one person on the bus? We're supposed to have two, you know, we scramble around for that. What happens when we don't have, have anybody to cook a meal for team kids? I mean that, you know, so, so trellis work is, is really important. And, and at times it seems to be the more urgent of the work. Okay. Cause we got to fill those spots, in order to put, all, put on our deal that we're doing, okay? It's also probably the easier work, okay? Now, I say easier, not that it's easy, but, for instance, there are people that have a real financial mind in this church. And so, for them to handle the finances is, is, is kind of second nature to them. I mean, that, that's kind of the way their mind works. That's where their gifts are. That's where their talents are. And so, you know, bouncing the books and writing the checks and, and getting the budget, I mean, that, that's kind of where they're at. There are people in here that have technical skills, uh, website design and, and musical skills, you know, things like that, 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 they're able to employ their talents in the church. And so, okay, they're good at that. And they're, they're able to, to plug into the, that position. We got ladies in this church that cook really well and, and it's nothing for them. They know how to put a meal together for 200 people. I don't know how to do that. that that's that. I, I would have no idea how to do that. There's ladies in this church that they know how to do that already. And so, so, so almost trellis work comes more naturally to people. Okay. But we struggle sometimes to do the other work, which would be practically speaking the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit into people's lives. Now, let me come back to the title that I told you about. Oftentimes in a growing church, I think people want to be useful. They want to be used. They want to, uh, uh, they want to have a vital part in, in reaching their community for Christ and growing their church. But sometimes they look around, especially in a growing church, they look around and it seems like all the positions are full. Now, the reason that I'm convinced of this, and I've shared this several times, is because when we opened our Fifth Street campus, this just an informal survey, the majority of people that moved, moved for this reason. This is what they told me anyway. They said, I feel like that I can be used there. That, that was by far the majority. When I would kind of just, in an informal assignment, hey, yeah, I heard you want on Fifth Street, you know, and, and they say, yeah, and, and he, here's why, Pastor. You know, it, it seems like the, I can be used. And what they saw was, all of a sudden, we opened up another campus. What do we have? We've got positions open everywhere, don't we, you know? I, I mean, they, you came to the Lincoln campus, and he looked around, and we've got Sunday school teachers, right? I mean, all the Sunday school have teachers, right? And we, we have ushers, and we have greeters, and we have um, people playing the piano. we got people, people doing the worship. And, you know, all, all those positions were full. And so, and so immediately, pe- people thought 5th Street... Man, we're open up all times. Now, there's nothing good or bad about that. I'm just just showing you that that's kind of the way we think of ministry. We think of ministry in terms of the positions, okay? But think about ministry in a different way. What's the real work of ministry, okay? The real work of ministry is accomplished by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God, okay? Let let me prove that to you. Here's where we're going to be everywhere in the Bible, okay? If you can keep up, great. I've got little tabs to cheat, so don't don't think I'm a, a Bible speed hero or anything isaiah fifty five eleven. okay listen god says so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish what i purpose which i purpose and shall succeed in the thing which i sent it okay so the word of god accomplishes the will of god in people's lives uh, hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 Says for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Okay, Second Timothy, Second Timothy uh, chapter four, verse twelve. Indeed, all who desire to be uh, to live a godly life. Whoa, that's not what I want. First chapter. Hmm. There it is, 16. All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped in every good work. Um, Listen to John, John chapter 15, verses 4 through 8. Jesus says, "...abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine." So only Jesus, only the power of the Holy Spirit can bring about fruit. ...neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are, are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. Verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So, so Jesus says spiritual life, spiritual growth, fruitfulness comes about through through the power of, of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? He says, without me you can't do anything, without abiding in me. And through his word, a binding in us, okay? Uh, a couple more here, just bear with me. James chapter 1 verse 21. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, okay? So it's like it's like the word of God just seed that's planted inside of us and then it says which is able to save your souls. Second Peter chapter 1 uh verse 3 and 4 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called who, who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises. Okay, what, are his, what is that? What's His great promises? It's the Word of God, right? Listen. So that through them, through the promises of God, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that's in the world because of sinful desire. Okay, so... I hope that I've made my point there that how does spiritual growth happen? How does it happen in anybody's life? It it happens... By the power of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, using the Word of God in people's lives. Okay, do, do we do we believe that? Is that fair? I, I think that's true, right? That's how it always happens. It happens through through truth. Okay, through the power of the Holy Spirit, imparting truth into your life. Okay, so if that's the real work of ministry, if the real work of ministry is done by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, through His Word, then what are we all doing? Well, where does that leave us? Well, where that leaves us is that the Holy Spirit accomplishes the work of God. Through people speaking the word of God to other people. The word of God to other people. All right, So, so it, our, our, our greatest ministry is for, for you to speak the word of God prayerfully by the power of the Holy Spirit into the lives of other people. Now, do we need trellises to do that? Yeah, we do. We, we need structures and programs. Uh, you know what our bus ministry does? Our bus ministry, if you think about how, how that works, it transports people from their house... Two here, we in mass, we speak the word of God to them, right? I mean, that's what our best ministry is. What does is, what is our, our kitchen ministry do? Well, our kitchen ministry, that's trellis work, but what does it do? It feeds people so that they come and and, 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 and their, their, their physical hunger is met, and, and we show them hospitality to prepare them to receive the word of God spoken through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, what, what does our money do? What does our giving do? What does our financial, what, what do they do? Well, they provide buildings, right? So that you can come and sit here, and and receive the word of God. Okay, so all of that is trellis work. Okay, but the work of the vine is being used. You and I being used as an instrument of the Holy Spirit to speak God's word into the hearts and minds of other people. That that's the real work. That's where it happens. Okay. In other words, if you build buildings and you call it a church and you hang up a cross and you get a whole bunch of people to come in here and sit, does anything happen? Nothing. Nothing happens just through the building and through the chairs and through. You you can even feed people. Nothing happens unless the word of God is spoken by the power of the Holy Spirit into people's lives. So that, that that that's the real work of ministry. Okay. Now, how do we be a part of that? Well, we be a part of that. We're a part of that in a couple of different ways. Number one, we're a part of that whenever we have a position that opens up the door. Okay. So so I'm I'm your pastor right now, and, and you have a couple other pastors, and and, and so we we have a, a position that that enables us in a structure. To, to have a time where you come and hear the Word of God, okay? So, so I'm, I'm a really fortunate person in that, that a couple times a week, you guys come and you sit down because we, we have it on our schedule and we've all agreed to do this, and then, then I open up the Bible and I talk to you about the Scriptures, okay? And, 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 and prayerfully the Holy Spirit works and you grow. Your faith is built up and you're challenged and you're rebuked and you're convicted and you're encouraged and you're comforted and, and you grow in your faith, Okay. Sunday school teachers have a position, right? They have a position that enables them to do that. Team kid teachers have a position, okay? Now, again, we, we have to be careful of that because it's real easy to as a team kid teacher to lose sight of what the real ministry, what, what's the real ministry, what's happening here? It, it is you caring for and loving and, and, and providing a, a hospitable atmosphere where you can what? Speak the word of God into those kids' lives. You see, if you start thinking that your job as a team kid minister is to get through the night, you know to, to 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 you know to get through without anybody killing anybody and and you know without anybody crying you know then then you've lost you've lost the real work of ministry because the work of the ministry is we do all this other stuff we feed them and we 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 go to recreation we do all that stuff why to provide an atmosphere in which we can speak the word of god that, that it's got to be the word of god imparted in their lives okay bible state leaders, small group leaders all those are positions okay but let me ask you is that the only place that that happens absolutely not okay and here's here's where the real work of the church is going to get done it's It's going to get done just like I love what David said there. He set me up perfect. You know, he he said, guys, the, the, the person that responded to him said, I need this every day. I need this every day. I need the Word of God spoken into my life every day. I, I think with that gentleman, I, I don't even know who that was, but I think what they were communicating is, man, it's great to go to Falls Creek, and it's great to have this experience where you're kind of pulled away from the rest of the world, and you're, you're, you're insulated in this little atmosphere where everybody's going the same direction, and everybody's worshiping, and everybody's encouraging it. But you know what happens? I, I leave that atmosphere, and I walk into a world where none of that happens, okay? And, and so this gentleman was saying, I need the Word of God every day, okay? And that's exactly what the Bible would say. In Hebrews chapter uh, 3, verse 13. It says this, but exhort one another every day, okay? Every day is not Sunday and Wednesday. Every day is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, okay? Every day, exhort one another, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is really deceitful, okay? It it lies to us about who we are. It lies to us about God. It lies to us about life. it's 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 lies, okay? And we need the truth every day to combat the lies, uh, Hebrews chapter ten. Let me give you another one. Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five says, "Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some." But listen, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Okay, Ephesians five nineteen. Here's a verse that talks about what it means to be to be filled with the Spirit of God. Ephesians five. 19 says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Okay, so what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? What happens is you begin to address one another in in Scripture, in truth, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Okay. Uh, Colossians says a similar thing. I, th- I think it even says it a little better. Colossians three, verse sixteen says, Let the word of Christ, okay, now where's the real ministry happens? It happens when, when through the power of the Holy Spirit we, we impart the word of God to somebody else. Okay? And Colossians three sixteen says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and then what? Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs of thankfulness in your hearts to God. Colossians says, man, let, let God's word just, just fill you up and be inside of you to the point where you're teaching and admonishing and singing and encouraging one another with, with the truth of God. Uh, Acts 20, 20, I won't read it to you, but it talks about Paul teaching house to house, going house to house, okay? See, those are all, those are, those are all ways that we, that, we, that we do ministry to one another. And the common thread through all of them is, is encouraging, exhorting, rebuking, um, imparting in some way the word of God to each other. Now, there are specific commands that tell us that we're to do this in specific relationships, okay? In your family, okay? The Bible's very clear. In your family, Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verses 6 and 7. It says, And these things I command you today shall be on your heart, you shall teach them diligently to your children. Okay, So you're supposed to take the things that that Moses spoke, the word of God, and you're to impart them to your children. How do you do that? Well, you talk about it when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Okay, so was what, he saying? Well, when you're going to Walmart, you're talking about, you, you're, you're giving your kids the scripture. You know, when you go to bed, you're giving them the scripture. When, when, when you're outside playing, you're giving them the scripture. Okay, you're, you're, you're doing vine work. You're doing the ministry of the church, which is to impart the word of God. Give the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, um, verse 4. His fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Okay, so lots of verses in the Bible that are just generic. Okay, encourage one another. Give the word of God to one another. But then there's specific ones that said, okay, but make sure you realize it's your responsibility to to give this to your family, to your children. To do do vine work with your children in the sense of, of giving them the word of God. Now, we're also challenged... Um, to speak the word of God to the lost people. Okay, uh, Colossians chapter four, verse five and six is conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders. Outsiders is someone who, who doesn't know Christ. Making the best use of your time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, that so you you may know how to how to answer each person. First uh, Peter, First Peter chapter uh, one. No, I'm sorry, three, verse fifteen and sixteen. It says, but but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you're slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Um, We're to to, to speak the word of God to the lost uh, when we have opportunity. Now, if the work of ministry is speaking God's words in the lives of other believers, then do you get the title? The positions are never filled. So, you come here to Lincoln Avenue and you say, Man, I want to be a part of the kingdom. I want to serve. I want to, man, I want to make a difference here. But you say, Well, but you know what? I'm not really a teacher. I don't do that very well. And um, um, I I have about 10 wrecks a year. I don't want to be a bus driver. And um, all I can make is Pop Tarts. I don't want to be a cook. And, um,. Uh, I kind of have a naturally frowning disposition, so I don't want to be a greeter. And um, I, I'm always in the red of my checkbooks, so I don't want anything to do with the finances. So I guess there's, there's no position for me. Not at all, not at all. Because you're, you're looking at ministry in, the, in terms of positions, okay? What is the real ministry of the church? The real ministry of the church is, is you speaking the Word of God into somebody else's life, okay? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and the cool thing is, is that, that, that really the work of the church is not to do that positionally, but the work of the church is to do that relationally. Okay? see right now I'm speaking the word of God into your life positionally okay it, it, this could be anybody right we have a 5 p.m service this could be somebody you don't even know okay it could be anybody up here doing just exactly what I'm doing and but they would be doing it out of position okay you come here at five we have an evening service you expect someone to preach it could be me it could be somebody else but but, but it's a position okay but, but the work of ministry, really, that should be done, the bulk of it at Lincoln Avenue, should be done day by day. Not just Sunday, not just, not, just, not just Wednesday, but day after day. We saw that in Hebrews. It's day after day after day. And that work is done relationally. Okay? So, do you see what I'm saying? You, you have to build a relationship with somebody, a Christ-centered relationship or a Christ-revealing relationship, in order to speak the Word of God into their life. I mean, you can just walk up to somebody at the grocery store and say, Hey, you getting green beans? Hey, you know what the Bible says? Boom. It, you can do that, and, and that's okay. But really, that, that's the exception. Okay? That's really the biblical exception. That, I mean, that, please do that if you want to. That, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but really, the ministry of this church will happen not, 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 not through strangers, but it'll happen through people you know, people you've built a relationship with, people who you're family with, people who, who, who you have some kind of connection with. Now, practically, what does that look like? Let me tell you what's exciting about what's happened in our men's ministry. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about what happened at Falls Creek. I, I, I mean, I am, I am excited about that. And that's awesome. I've heard really good things. I, I didn't get to go this year. Uh, we, we had something else in our family, but, but Falls Creek is usually good. Okay. But here's what I'm super, super excited about every day. Since those guys went to Falls Creek, I have gotten a text message from several of them, at least, at least two every day. And in that text message, and they, they sent it to me generically. Or, I mean, it wasn't just to me. It was to a bunch of guys. I could tell. And in that text message was an encouragement from the word of God. You know, it was, it was a verse. It was that hey, you know, this verse spoke to my heart. You know, or, hey guys, remember, remember what the Bible says here. Okay, what is that? That's doing the work of ministry. Okay, and it's not doing it as a position. It's doing it as a relationship. They've got guys in their contact that they're friends with in their phone. And so they're sending it out. And the connection is, oh, I got a text from so-and-so. Well, he's my friend. I'm going to check it. And here's what he says. He's encouraging me with the word of God. Okay, so th- there's, a, there's a practical example of doing ministry, okay? I want to do ministry in the church. Okay, there's, a, there's an example how to do ministry in the church. Uh, email, uh, letters, phone calls, okay? But, 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 but even beyond technology, what, what does this look like? Well, it looks like you discussing your quiet time with somebody else. That, that is the practical ministry of the church, is it not? I mean, is that what we're about? It is you sitting down at lunch with somebody you have a relationship with and say, man, let me tell you what I read in the Bible this morning. I tell you what, it was so encouraging to me. You know, I, I, I thought, I used to think this, but after I read that, I thought, oh man, no, this is the way God has it. And, and you just, you, you share, you share the Word of God. You impart the Word of God. You're praying the Holy Spirit would use the spoken word to grow faith in that person. I tell you, here's a great one. Please do this. Man, please do this. I would love to see a, a just, just a revival of this thing to happen at Lincoln Avenue. Come to your small group ready to share at least one thing. Okay? I, I hate when I hear small group leaders say, man, I got there and I asked a question and it was just blank stares all around, you know? And I tell you, some people can't handle that. I have a high tolerance for handling that. John has a high... We, we stand up here and you guys look blank all the time. It doesn't bother us at all, okay? But that hurts some people's feelings. I mean, it really does. You don't know that, but you're a small group leader, man. They're struggling. I mean, they, they're coming. They're trying their best. I mean, you got nothing. You're just, you know. Hey, you know how... You, you want a ministry position in this church? Do you want to be a minister at Lincoln Avenue? Then, then, then you, whatever you guys are talking about, if it's a sermon and maybe you got nothing out of it, Oh, that's okay. That happens. You got you got nothing out of what I said. But I had a scripture, okay? You read that thing and read it over and over again all afternoon and just ask the Spirit of God to to give you one thing that you can go to your small group and say, okay, guys, here's what I got. You know, I, I, I read this and, man, this spoke to me. I was convicted about the way that I've been treating so-and-so because of that verse right there. I was convicted about, man, I've never thought of God in that way. You know, say your one thing say it with courage and then sit down you know see what happens okay but I mean that's a way to be a minister of Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church you know you got families okay families you got an automatic relationship they have to like you not everybody else has to like you but your family has to like you you've got an automatic relationship to do ministry work okay you got a spouse and you're married to them I mean you're you're one flesh if there's anybody you ought to be able to share a verse with, you ought to be able to share a truth with, you, you ought to be able to encourage with the Word of God, shouldn't it be them? I mean, that, that's admit, that's being a minister. And when you do, then you, you know, man, I'm a, I'm a minister of Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church. I, 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 I have a ministry here. You know what it is? It's sharing the Word of God with my wife. It's sharing the Word of God with my kids. You got kids? Set them down. Share the Impart the Word of God. Okay? Okay, now you're in these relationships. Okay? What happens in relationships? Things happen to people, right? Bonnie lost her mom this week. Mark lost his mom this week. Man, right there. You want to be a minister of the gospel? You, 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 want, you, want, you want to be a minister at Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church? Man, encourage. encourage. I, mean, yeah, I mean, that's the stuff of life, isn't it? Man, I'm sorry you lost your mom. And, and I tell you, as, as I was thinking about that, and I was, as I was praying for you, man, I thought of 1 Corinthians 1 where it says, God's, God's the God of all comfort, you know? And, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I know your, your mom was a believer. Both those ladies were strong believers in their churches. You know, and say, hey, you know, pastor's always talking about Psalm 1611. You know, in your presence is fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore. I know, I know your mom's experiencing that right now. That'd be encouraging, wouldn't it, guys? That, that, that's, that's vine work, isn't it? That's ministry work right there, okay? What else happens in relationships? People get mad right? People get mad in relationships and they get mad. And so they come and tell you that they're mad at so-and-so else, right? I mean, that happens all the time, all the time. When I mean, people get mad. They want to share that with their friends. And so if you're their friends, they're going to share that with you. What do you got, man? That's a great opportunity. Great opportunity to, to do ministry, to be a minister of Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church and to, and to do real ministry work and say, man, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be praying that you'd be able to forgive them, you know, and I know God's going to enable you to, because you know what it says in the Bible, you know, and just speak the word of truth. People got difficulties with their kids, frustrated with their kids. That comes up in relationships, doesn't it? You always see those, those group of moms sitting at McDonald's, you know, and they come to McDonald's because they're tired of their kids tearing up their house, and they want them to tear up something else, you know, so they all get there together. You know, they just, just kind of tune them out for a while, you know, just get them away. And man, moms can just share share something about something about kids in the Bible, and something about something encouraging to moms. Something from the Word of God. Do do we see that? I I know this is not complicated. I don't mean to, but the jobs are never all taken. That's profound to me. Is that not? That's not profound to you, is it? It is to me. I mean, man, it's exciting to think they're never. the, the real work of the ministry is this. We, we say amen here, and you guys all get up, and you, you talk, and you mingle. And that's where ministry will either happen or it won't happen, right? And we'll go eat, and that's where it'll happen or it won't happen. And you'll call each other during the week, and it'll either happen or it won't happen. But this is the small part of it right here, this position. You're going to come listen to me. I tell you what, there's people in churches that have come and listened to a sermon for 80 years. But, but I, man, I think if it doesn't happen out there... We're not. We're not making great strides. All right. Practical. Practical suggestions. Number one, be gentle. Okay. Bible says the word of God is a sword. Not everybody needs to be stabbed. Okay. Uh, really, be gentle. And there's there's lots of biblical evidence for that. Galatians um, talks about. There's actually several passages that, that say almost as a, this exact same thing. It says, brothers, if anyone's caught in a, in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him. How do you restore somebody caught in a transgression? You do so through, through the Word of God, don't you? Man, brother, remember what the Bible says? And, and you, know, you know what Jesus says about this. But listen to what it says. In a spirit of gentleness. In a spirit of gentleness. I, man, I, it just doesn't work to club people with the bible constantly. You know, sometimes there, there there is there is a place for a dagger shot. You know, there is when someone is just absolutely stubborn against Christ and they're rebelling and they're they're about to destroy their life. Man, there there's a place to say, "Man, boom, here's what the bible says about you." And I'm saying that in love. But but as a rule, be gentle. Number 2, be natural. Remember, a position in a position you you can you can get up here like I'm doing, and you can just talk forever, and everybody realizes they got to sit there until you're done talking and and you know you can you can preach and you can you know but relationally relationally you have to do it in somewhat of a natural way you got to remember it's not a classroom you know i mean as you're visiting with your friend and you know, and, and they say something and you remember a verse about it you know don't stand up beside them and say, all right, here's what the Bible says, you know and i'm going to preach. i mean i mean learn to do it in a very natural way okay Number three, I think this is part of doing it in a natural way. Include yourself. Include yourself. Man, I, I, it's just a little little subtlety, but I think it is so much more powerful probably, and, and people receive it so much better. If you say something like, I tell you what, man, when I'm in that situation, here's the verse that I think of. Now, what are you telling them? Well, you're telling them, I think you ought to think this too, aren't you? I mean, you're sharing the Word of God, but, but you're not saying, hey, you, sinner, and here's the verse for you, you know, because you're bad and you need this, okay? Now, you're being honest and you're saying, you know what? I, I get in that struggle too sometimes. And, and when I do, here's the verse that pulls me out. Maybe that's helpful to you. Okay? Include yourself. Um, man, be careful with the other words that you speak. Man, James has got some some really good good truth here. He says, um, he's talking about our tongue. But he says, with it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. You know, for for you to take up the ministry of Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church, which is you speaking the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit to others, you got to be careful with the rest of your words, okay? Because if the rest of your words are harsh and bitter and ungrateful and whiny and complaining and sharp and have nothing to do with spiritual things, and then all of a sudden somebody else got a problem and you're, you're over there laying on the Word of God... God can still use it, but don't you think that it's people see that inconsistency? I think they do. So as ministers of the gospel, we've got to be careful with all of our words. And then finally, do, do practical good deeds. I think James again speaks to this. He says in verse 15, If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what is good? what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James, James talking about a scenario where, where someone says the right thing, but doesn't back it up with their life. And what I don't want you to hear tonight is, guys, we're all words. <laughs> we're all words. The, the ministry that we do in this community is all... That's, no, that's not true. That's not true. We want to speak the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, and then we want our life to reflect that. And so when, when we tell people... That God provides and we say, Man, I, I know you're I know you're you got lack in your life right now and I know you have want. But let me tell you, Philippians four says my God to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. If we're not also willing to be a part of that supply, that falls somewhat shallow, doesn't it? All right. All the positions are never full. They're not full now. Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church desperately needs ministers of the gospel. We're we're taking applications now. We, we desperately need people who will who will say, Pastor Jason, I, I want to be used of the Holy Spirit. And what that what that means is not so much having a position. But we need them. We need them. Please don't everybody resign today because we'll have a mess, okay? We we need you in a position, okay? And most of the time all the positions are not full here, okay? But but what what we what we really need is people who, who will leave this place. And he'll say, I want to do I want to do ministry. And and I want to do the ministry of the gospel. The ministry of sharing the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit in the lives of other people. You know, in order to do that, we've we got to fill our minds with that, too. That, that's, a, that's an implication, isn't it? If you if you got nothing to share, it's hard to do the ministry. Um Bible's a big book. It's hard. It's hard to read. I know. But, man, I tell you what. Little by little, if you grab onto a verse that speaks to your heart and you you tuck that verse away or you write that verse down or you share it that day. You know what I found as God speaks, you go out with a bullet, you know, go out that day with a bullet, and I'm going to, I'm going to shoot this one. Okay. Uh, God spoke to me this morning. I understand what he's saying here. Um, he gave me a truth. So I got to find somebody to, to shoot, you know, i got to find somebody to give that to today. And what you'll find is, and God will build your arsenal through that. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for, uh, Thank you for real practical ministry, God, that, that you've given us through your word. God, your word is powerful, Father, and it's exciting to me that, that you use it. Lord, you, you use your own truth. And, Father, I pray that, that we would cultivate a, a ministry here at Lincoln Avenue that, that doesn't just worry about our trellis, that doesn't just worry about our programs and our, our, uh, our structure and our organization and our, our music and all of that stuff. But God, help us to develop a ministry that is day after day, every day, believers speaking God's truth into other people's lives. Father, help us with that. Lord, I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.